Isaiah 43 and in verse 18 says this. It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. In other words, uncharted paths, right? Um, nothing to go by. Do not remember the things. Don't focus on the things from the past. Don't focus on the things that are limiting, that are hindering, the things that wouldn't want to bog you down. Do not remember. It says, do not remember the former things. Don't get stuck. So don't get stuck in this place. It's because a lot of Christians get stuck in this place. They get stuck in this place of remembering things that are actually going to keep them bound, things that are going to keep them in pain, right? So the chains have to be broken. And so the word says, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old, okay? Because we're forerunners. So a forerunner or a pilgrim cannot continually look back if you're running forward because you'll never win the race. You're never going to receive or walk in the fullness if you're constantly looking back. There's a reason why that, that while the word of God consistently tells us not to look back and it's not just because Lot's wife turned into a pillar of salt, right? We know that story. And that obviously we don't want to be doing that, right? But it's more than that. There are things that God wants you to walk in today that you can't even receive if you're constantly looking back. You're looking back to the old ways, the chains that, that you remember, the things that bound, the things that restricted, the things that stopped you from really seeing truth, right? So uncharted paths, hmm. but yet we're forerunners. We were pilgrims in second. So that's Old Testament, right? But New Testament, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ. Are we all in Christ here tonight? We all believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's our Lord and our Savior, and we give him glory, we give him honor, we give him praise. Amen. So it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, see, I'm in Christ, then therefore he's a new creation. You're a new creation. We all have had experiences of things that are difficult, I mean, painful things, hard, hard situations that we could not change. But the Bible says uh, that we are a new creation. You are a new creation. Amen, Jeremy? You're a new creation. So therefore, it says the old has passed. The old things have passed away. And then it says, behold. That means keep your eyes, keep your attention, let your focus be on this, that all things have become new. We need to speak that all things have become new even before we see that they have become new. We have to speak before we see and then we see. So we have spiritual insight, right? Sometimes before we have natural sight. So spiritual insight, amen? amen. Let's look at that very next scripture. Uh, go back to Isaiah 43. So 18 says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. And then look at verse 19, hallelujah. It says, behold. So again, we're going to fix our eyes on this. It says, behold. I'm going to behold the word of God. How about you? I'm beholding. It says, behold, I will do a new thing. God is ready, church. And for some, he's waiting on you. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. It doesn't say one day, someday. No, it says now. How many are ready for the now? How many are ready for the now of God? It's like faith is now. Faith is now. Faith is active. Faith is now. But he says, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Because there is uh, that possibility where God is springing forth something new, but not everyone sees it. 
Shall you not see it? No, we shall see it. There's no blinders upon us. And so we right now say any spiritual blinders have to come off in the name of Jesus. They come off now in the name of Jesus. Do you do this over yourselves? Do you pray this way over yourselves? Because if you don't, well, then I'm glad I asked that question because seriously, you should. You really should. So, because you know what? The enemy is crafty, right? He roams around seeking whom he, may, he, whom he may devour, right? So we have to remember, if he is crafty, then we have to be wise. Come on, innocent as doves. Come on, we have to be wise. Wise as that serpent. We have to understand that God says you are called to be a roaring lion with boldness, the boldness of Christ upon your life. Amen. Every single one of you. And so... We must say, any blinders come off of me now. Any areas that would keep me from seeing this moment where God says, behold, now it springs forth. Do you not see it? Oh, no, we see it because every blinder has been removed because we speak to it. You speak to it. So those that said they don't do this, now you will in Jesus' name because you know what? You need to make sure that you are taking care of this temple. We will take care of this temple, our own temples, right? So these two scriptures here, 18 and 19, I'm going to reread it. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. So that takes some discipline, right? Then it says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make, it says, I will even make. Like, this is God. Like, I will even make a road in the wilderness, a road in the wilderness, yes. A path when uncharted territories, yes. I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. There are no rivers in the desert other than the rivers that God places, right? Amen. He's placing waters in a place where it's just dry. He says, I'm putting waters. I'm going to place those rivers in the place where it's parched for everyone else. But for you, there's going to be a river. For you, there is life because you see. And you stop looking back. You're looking forward. So I'm looking forward. Come on, we, he didn't save us and change us and bring us together as one Holy Ghost family of God for, for us to be looking back always at the past and the things that have happened. We've all experienced the heartaches and the break. We've all experienced the, 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 the things that were difficult. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to do so again. We know life. What does the word, the word says that, what does it say? We're going to have tribulations, right? But be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. So that's the looking ahead. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Be of good cheer. So that's the looking forward, right? So in this life, we're going to all have suffer and have tribulations, but be of good cheer. So therefore, if anyone is in Christ, I'm in Christ. You're in Christ. We're a new creation. God wiped the slate clean. The old things have passed away. See, people want to put you back into that old mindset. See, family and people. And, and even friends, certain people want to put you back in that old mindset. And they, want, they try. They try to make you feel or remind you of who you were or ridicule you. And come on, we've all experienced that. And for some, just recently, mm -hmm, right? But God. We came to this place called church. We came to this place called the spirit where the spirit of the living God dwells. We came to this place where we know that iron is going to sharpen iron and we know that we're called unto a purpose and we're not about ready to quit or give up. We're certainly not going to look backwards. I hope I'm not just talking to me. I hope I'm talking to some people in this group that understand what I'm saying here tonight. 
We're here. Okay, and you're hearing me. Praise God. All things have become new. All things. A road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Look at Isaiah 41, 18. These are promises that we're standing on. Why? Because we're not going to get stuck in this thing called looking backwards. Isaiah 41, 18. I will make rivers flow on barren heights. Wow, Lord. Yes, absolutely. A barren heights, but there's going to be a river flowing. Hey, there's an impossibility in your life. There's an impossible situation, but God's going to cause a river to flow through it. There's a difficult place. There's a heartache. There's, a, there's an impossible situation. There's a stubborn spirit, but God's going to cause that river to flow through it. But you got to see it. you got to see it supernaturally sometimes before you see it with your natural eyes, but you got to see it. See it with the eyes of faith. See, I see it right now. I decree it because the word of God says so. So you're not just pulling something out of the sky. You're coming in agreement with the word of God. That's what we're doing. We're coming in agreement with the word of God. So again, Isaiah 41, 18. I will make rivers flow on barren heights. Thank you, Jesus. And springs within the valleys. Thank you, Jesus. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the parched grounds into springs. This is the kind of God that we serve. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And he says in his word in Haggai 2, 9, that the glory of this present house, come on, there's a present house. Say there's a present house. Okay, so the glory of this present house will be greater than the former house, the yesterdays, right? Those when you were looking back and you said, but it was better back then, but I wanted that, but why don't I have that? I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, you may not understand right now. You may not understand right now. We don't always understand when we go through something difficult. Most of the times, if it's that hard, we don't understand. But we get to trust God through it all. And as we trust God through it all, then we stand on this word here. It says the glory. Come on, say it with me. The glory of this present house. Come on, it shall be greater than the former house. So tomorrow when you wake up and say the glory of this present house is greater than the yesterdays. And then the next day when you wake up and you say the glory of this present. So do you see the picture? You're, the glory of God is increasing, increasing, increasing in your life when we come into a partnership with it, when we come into agreement with it. So I am fully convinced. I am fully convinced that the level, the amount, you know, the, the level of glory that we have, the anointing of glory that God has been pouring out in this church is not everything that he wants to pour out there's so much more individually and corporately and that's why when we can just come together in a spirit of unity and remember that every day the glory of God increases in this house in your house in our house right and then corporately that glory just starts to fill 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 because we're not stuck looking at the past we're not going to look back and stay stuck in the past amen, amen. amen. hallelujah Proverbs 29, 18. This is in the King James Version. Proverbs 29, 18. It says, where there is no vision, people perish. Right? Where there's no vision. You guys have met them? People with no vision. None. Maybe at one point it was you. Maybe you're saying, I still don't know. I don't really not sure. Well, you know what? Stay around. Stick around a little bit. You'll start to see. The vision of God will start to increase. Because <laughs> we believe that we serve a God that says, I'm opening up your eyes to the things that I have. Behold and see the glory of God. I want to open up your eyes to the things you didn't see yesterday. Behold the glory of God. I believe that so strongly in my spirit. So where there is no vision, the people perish. But say, I, but I got vision. So I'm not perishing. 
There's another verse in Hosea 4, 6, and it says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Yeah. For a lack of knowledge. But that's why we, we literally walk in this word. We live in this word. We breathe in this word. And, and, and if some of you go, but I'm not really doing that yet. But you're joined. You are literally joined to a family of God that is. So guess what happens to you? Amen. You get to receive the overflow. And that's not making excuses as to you know, you not, for you not to go into the word yourselves. But there is sometimes some things we go through where we need someone to carry us. Sometimes life is so hard, we need our brothers and our sisters in Christ to come alongside us and to say, you know what? I'm going to carry you for this season. Are you going to do that for somebody else? Yeah. We need to. Yeah. We need to. So, so it says here, it says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, but we love to stay in the word of God and, and that there is no lack of knowledge. There, God gives us his knowledge. He gives us his wisdom. He gives us his spirit and he gives it to us in full measure. Amen. Say it's full measure that I have it. It's in full measure. There's no lack. I don't lack for anything and neither do you. We don't lack for anything. Amen? Overflowing. That's right. Overflowing. Let's, let's look at Isaiah 44 and verse 3. Isaiah 44 and verse 3. Hallelujah. I love this. For I will pour water on him who is thirsty. Sometimes we all get thirsty. And I don't just mean in the natural. For I will pour water. This is a promise. He says, for I will. He didn't say, I might. He says, I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessings on your offsprings. Hallelujah. So your seed, your seed, seed, your children, come on. Blessed are those who hunger for righteousness, for they shall be what? Filled. They shall be filled. God wants to fill. He wants to fill us with this greater glory that we're talking about. With the glory, the glory, the glory of God. Thank you, Jesus. So we, we don't get stuck in letting anyone put us in some old box. We don't get stuck in someone's label and pressure. We don't get stuck in the past. We just don't get stuck. We also don't waste our anointing on people that are not willing to listen. Now I'm going off my notes, but I'm not going off because Holy Spirit's leading me to say it. Yeah, we, we definitely want to make sure that we are vessels that we carry his glory. We give out that glory, but we know when to hold back and to stay silent and just observe. Pray under, under our tongues, right? Just pray. And don't throw your pearls to the swine. We can't, don't throw your pearls to the swine. Know what is swine and know when it's not. And don't throw your pearls to the swine. God has not done this incredible work in your lives so that you could just go backwards. This is all about us not going backwards and going forwards, right? We're going forward. And so the anointing of God in your lives, all of you, okay, is not understood by most. It's ridiculed by most, okay? And it's not wanted by many, because they don't understand. They haven't tasted yet. Right? They haven't tasted yet. Well, but when you taste and see, 
the goodness of God, the glory of God. All you want is more, right? So we, we, we join ourselves with one another because there has been a deposit on the inside of every single one of you. And there's an understanding. There's an understanding. Birds of a feather flock together. Show me who you are and I'll show you who your friends are. You need to make sure that you're surrounding yourselves with the right environment and with the right people. They're not all right. And they're not all right for you. So you could be taking steps forward and then like five backwards. That's not kingdom. We have to have a kingdom mindset. We're going to live in the glory of God and we're going to increase in that glory every single day. Not just when I use that scripture and then we're all reminded of that scripture. But every single day, let the glory of God increase on the inside of me, Lord. Every day, Father, let the glory of God increase. I don't care if I'm the only one walking in this road. I don't care if there's everyone just leaves. Everyone, they don't even walk. They don't understand you. They don't value or honor what you value and what you honor. It doesn't matter because the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, the one who has saved you and set you free, is pouring his glory upon your life. Are you going to reject it? Absolutely not. We're going to say yes, Lord, more. No matter what, no matter what, yes, Lord, more. I couldn't wait to come tonight because I needed to hear what the Holy Spirit was going to say through me. It's true. I need to hear, Holy Spirit, what are you going to say? I mean, I have my notes and we're going through most of them. But I knew he was going to speak something. I'm like, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Sorry, Hebrews 6 and 12. Hebrews 6, 12. This is in the NIV. It says, we do not want you to become lazy but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. So there, has been, there, there, there are some things that have been promised. Well, there's a whole Bible full of promises of God. They've been promised to us. How do we receive those promises? Through faith and? Through faith and? But we have patience because we have the fruit of the Spirit. So that means we, through the faith and patience, we will inherit these promises of God. And, and walking in the greater glory, you guys, is just one of them. Knowing that he's going to be that, that spring, even in a desert stream, is just one of the promises of God. Knowing that not only in your life, but also in your children, your seed, your seed, seed. I don't care how bad it looks today. We don't go by what we see. That's just one of the promises of God, right? So we've got a few that we've touched on today of the promises of God. But we know we have a whole Bible filled with the promises of God. And we're not looking to the yesterdays in order to receive the promises. We're looking to today. We're looking to the tomorrows. We're looking to the Lord God, right? So I love that through faith and patience, we will inherit what has been promised. Thank you, Lord. Now I want you to turn your Bibles to Habakkuk 2. This, this portion of scripture, we're going to look at verses 1 through 3. Habakkuk 2, verse 1. It says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. A rampart, a walled city, a, a defensive walled city. In other words, a strong walled city. I will stand my watch. Right there, that tells us to be daily in prayer. I will stand my watch. To be daily in prayer, to be daily attentive and alert as to what's going on. Right? I will stand my watch. I will set myself on the rampart. In other words, I understand that I have this walled city. And so, so basically, you have the blood of Jesus. Basically, you are surrounded as a shield with his glory. And watch. I'm, I'm positioned. Say, I'm positioned. 
and I'm going to watch to see what he will say to me. Because God wants to say some things to you. He wants to speak things to you. And as you daily go in your time of prayer, I will stand and watch. So daily as you sit before him, he says, the Lord wants to say some things. So I want to watch to see what he will say. Watch to see what he will say. And what I will answer when I'm corrected. When God corrects you, take it. Repent of it. Make it right. It's good. It's a good thing. Because he loves me. Look at verse 2. The Lord, it says, then the Lord answered me and he said, write the vision. Write the vision. God wants to give vision. He wants to give revelation. Write the vision. Be clear. Write the vision down. I cannot emphasize this enough. There are so many areas that God wants to give vision in your life. Some may seem small and some may seem big, but it's all big to God. Because if you will be faithful to do the small or what you deem to be small, little is much when God is in it. If you're just faithful to do what seems to be small, whatever he tells you, do it. When Jesus, before Jesus took the water, right, and transformed it to wine, that miracle, right? Whatever he says, do it. Amen. That's what was spoken. They did it. And they saw that miraculous transformation. Whatever God tells you, do it. Start with the little and be faithful with the little and do it, right? So here in this portion of Scripture in Habakkuk 2, 2, 2, the Lord answered and he said, write the vision. How many of you are going to really take this to prayer and say, Lord, there are areas that I need vision. I need it written. I need to write it. But I need to first hear it from you. Okay? So first, that's why we, I will stand my watch. That's, that's prayer. Say, that's prayer. And I'm going to see what he wants to say to me. That's intimacy and prayer with the Lord. So it says, write the vision, verse 2, make it plain on tablets. Just write it out. And that he may run who reads it. So in other words, so clear. So clear that if someone was to pick up that paper, they would pick up that journal. They would pick it up. They would know exactly what it is that God spoke to you. They would be able to follow through. That's how clear you should write it down. Write down what he gives. Sit before the Lord. Say, Lord, I want to write that vision out that you give me. This is not some wild imagination that you come up with. Okay. This is tonight, it's all about not looking backwards anymore. And it's about really seeking God for what he has for you, okay? Amen. Right now, if you're, if you're watching online and this is like in real time, you know, we just got done celebrating Thanksgiving. So obviously, we're about ready to enter in a season, right, of Christmas. And we're going to go into Advent. And, and I'm, I'm excited for December because I really want to go to the, that Advent and do that every day, right? So we're going to be focusing on that through the Gospel of Luke. But tonight, I really want to kind of prime that pump for some of you because New Year's is right around the corner. And I want you to have your sights set on what the Lord is saying for your lives, right? So if we are in prayer and we hear what God has spoken to you, whether it may seem small, whether it may seem big, it doesn't matter. Just be faithful. You write it down. Write down what he shows you. And be faithful every day to go back into that prayer room and write down what else he says and pray over what he says. Look at what the rest of that verse says here. Verse 3, 
For the vision is yet for an appointed time. God wants to reveal some things to you. He wants you to be aware. He says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it will what? It will speak. What's going to speak? The vision that God wants to give. It's speaking and it will not lie. I love it because you can take this word right here. He says, first of all, God is not a man that he should lie. So he says, that vision that he gives, he says, the vision that I give, it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. So though it tarries, wait for it. It says, because surely it will come. So though it tarries, wait, 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 surely it will come. It will not tarry. So in other words, when you get, it seems like a contradiction there. It's not a contradiction. It's not a contradiction at all. It says, though it tarries, wait for it. You're going to wait in prayer. You're going to believe what God said because it surely will come. Of course, once it comes, you're like, wow, it just, this is incredible how fast God moved. Well, you had to wait, but now it seemed like he really wasn't, there was, it really wasn't too much of, of waiting, of tarrying. But yet, because God is so present with you. So it, it's like, it, it's going to seem like he, it, there's a waiting. Of course there's a waiting process. Of course. And we all have to wait. But during that time, because we all want it quick. I know I see the thing. We all want, you know, our hearts to be healed quickly, our children to be saved. We want, you know, our finances to turn around, our health to turn around, you know, businesses to flourish. You know, we want, we want to move into the things that God has given us, you know, the ministry-wise, you know, those kind of. We all want it so quick. We Lord, we want it quick. But the process is so, so valuable. And it's the process that we gain the greatest insights. It's the process that actually changes us and prepares us to be ready for that which God is going to give us. You try to you try to skirt around the process, you will never sustain what God had originally intended for you. You will never be able to sustain it. You will maybe sustain it for a short period of time, but that's it. And we're not in this to wait through faith and patience inherit the promise just so we can lose it in a week. Right? So we're going, to have, we're going to have that consistency in our faith through faith and patience. Amen. We're going to allow the process, though we have to tarry, right, though we are waiting, we're going to allow that process to change us, to do whatever is necessary, not because we're constantly looking backwards. We're not going to look backwards. We're going to stay present and say, Lord, I don't understand, but I thank you. Lord, this doesn't feel good, but I still trust you. So that's the process of letting God change our hearts, letting God do whatever he needs to do, mold us, strengthen us, give us his perspective. That's what some of, these are some of the things that happen to us, through us, when we just let God do his work, right? So we become changed. And then what happens? The promises come to pass. They come alive. All because you sat in the presence of God and let him tell you the story that God had for you and you all have one. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? Yeah. yeah. So it's now. It's not, oh, someday. It's now. God wants to reveal his word to you now. And then you're going to start walking in the faith to receive that fully. Amen. Amen. So I'm encouraging you tonight to literally walk in the remembrance that the old is gone. And that the new has come. And since the new has come... God wants to give a greater revelation and greater glory for those vessels that are ready to go through whatever is necessary, to go through however long, however difficult, because he is our prize, because he is the lifter of our heads, because he is worth it all.
And he wants to give this greater vision to those that will say, Lord, none of me, all of you, but I'm not going to shortchange not one thing you have for me.